everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. I'm going to be continuing on into our NICU journey with this episode and just kind of covering some of our crucial conversations that we had that helped with how I communicate and advocate for Dakota, as well as some of the things we did just to make the NICU life a little bit more comfortable for me and Dakota while we were there for two months. Some of the things that I did during our stay was I took some of Dakota's clothes that he had received from like the baby shower or other people or that we had bought because we did have to go out and buy a couple preemie outfits because he was so small. But I just brought some of those items to the hospital so that he could wear them once he was able to finally wear clothes as well as some of the blankets that I thought he might like and maybe some little toys to look at. Not that he would necessarily play with them, but some of the some of the toys that had different images that he could just look at or a sound machine. But I just took those into the hospital so that he could have them at the bedside and make it just a little bit more homey for him. I also took in several books because the way our NICU is set up, which they've actually done some renovations and it's actually a lot nicer now than when Dakota was in the NICU. But you have kind of your own cubby and your own little area So I also took in um, like my boppy and things that way when I held him, it was just a little bit more comfortable. And then I also took in some books so that way I could read to him every day. These are just some of the things I brought to the hospital. We had a tray full of stuff to take home when we uh, ended up leaving, but they also have child life available and certain hospitals don't let you bring those things in, so you can ask for child life. They have toys and other baby accessories like a swing, a bouncer, and various items, and that's not even just for the NICU. That's during all of our hospital stays, especially if we knew they were going to be longer. When Dakota had his feeding tubes placed, we had child life bring in a mat so he could play on the floor just to get him up out of his bed. But especially if you know you're going to be there for a while, it's nice if you can make the environment a little bit more homey and comfortable. We also hung up some pictures and what was really sweet was every holiday or any little milestone that Dakota would accomplish, they would make almost like a flyer for him. It was like his picture and then whatever he accomplished, like whether it was being extubated when they removed his breathing tube or when he got his pick line, when he got his pick line removed, just little milestones, but they would just take his picture and just document whatever happened. And I still have those because once we left, they sent all those home with us, but it was cute to see all the different little pictures of Dakota and just have them as memories for us as well. The other thing that I really enjoyed doing when we were in the hospital was just exploring kind of really getting a feel for where things were at in the hospital, the gift shop, the pharmacy, for the local hospital that we were at, the family resource room, just having an idea of where all of those areas in the hospital were at. It was just nice to already know so that way when we came back for future appointments, I already had an idea of where things were at and having the family resource room to just get a break out of the NICU, go down, watch a little bit of TV, 
check my email because they did have like a little center where there were computers. I also used those computers when Dakota came back later for other therapies to use for doing my schoolwork and stuff like that. But they're free access for the parents and patients. So it's nice to just have that little bit of flexibility and to be able to get a little bit of a break. Also where our hospital is, they have more buildings in the back side of the hospital so they're not necessarily connected but they do have some open room in between the two buildings to be able to walk around and then they have other buildings that have other options for cafes and stuff like that so just getting aware of your surroundings I thought was very helpful for me and it also allowed me to get up and kind of move versus just sitting at his bedside for the whole entire day because there's also a lot that goes on in the NICU during the day there might be bedside procedures that you have to step out for. So it's nice if you have an opportunity to explore so that if they do need to do some bedside procedure for a couple hours, you can go down to the resource room and take a nap or watch TV, whatever you might want to do. But it is nice to know where those facilities are at. So when you have some free time, you can take advantage of them. And I honestly recommend that for not just a NICU stay, but any hospital stay, just to get out of the room take a moment to yourself. It's good to have that little bit of time just to focus on yourself and kind of regroup, recenter, because it is a lot when you're stuck in the hospital. Some of the other things that really helped me during the NICU stay was just being present, being present, asking questions. It gave the team an understanding of who I was as a parent, and also it helped them understand the kind of parenting that I am going to do and be providing for Dakota. They just had a good feel for who I was as a person. Some of the other things I did during our NICU stay was asking questions when I didn't understand. Because I was present during rounds, that is where I learned most of my medical terminology, but they still said things that I didn't fully understand because I had no medical background prior to Dakota being born. But I wouldn't ask them in that moment. I would just say, hey, I do have a question about this. When you're done with rounds, can you come see me? And they might not see me immediately after rounds, but they would always stop back by because I wanted to always make sure that I was fully comprehending whatever care was going on with Dakota. And then also during rounds, I like to add how Dakota was doing behaviorally because they are looking at it from a medical perspective. And I found that it was beneficial if I did say, well, like he had a really good day during the day yesterday. He seemed to be really happy or, oh no, he had a really bad day. I think something else is going on. And it's something I've done for every single one of Dakota's hospital stays because I personally like to be involved in rounds and I like to be aware of what's going on. And then for illness stays, I have realized it's very helpful if the doctors are aware of where their baseline is especially since they don't know that patient and they see so many patients. It's nice to have that information of, no, they haven't made it back to their baseline or yes, they've made it back to their baseline activity-wise. That way they can see other behavioral changes in that child, which could be a result of something else going on, but it's always just good information to have. Now in the NICU, you won't have as much behavioral information because you're still establishing a baseline and they still are so relatively small and tiny and not really doing a lot. But you can still have the, oh, they had a happy day, they were crying a lot. Because if you note that they were really happy and then they have several days where they are not happy and then one thing changed, that's a good indicator whatever that one thing that changed might be affecting this behavior going forward. 
So during Dakota's NICU stay, his stay was relatively smooth and kind of uneventful. We only had a couple hiccup days where there was maybe some frustration or confusion on what was going on, but overall it was relatively smooth. So his NICU stay started with his surgery that he had at 12 hours old, and then the next couple days were in the air and he remained decently stable, so they were able to extubate him. And he actually did really well coming off of oxygen, didn't really have any issues. Then the next steps were just waiting for him to have a bowel movement so that we could start feeding him. So then once he had a bowel movement at a couple weeks old, it was a matter of starting to feed him and getting him to gain weight after that, which he did have some struggles with the whole suck swallow, which is not uncommon with preemies. But once he was eating... He was doing decently well. They did end up placing an NG, which is a feeding tube that goes through your nose into your stomach. They did end up placing that because he was not eating fast enough. So what they say, especially for preemies and newborns, that if it takes longer than 20 minutes to eat, then you're burning more calories than what you're consuming. So they would allot 20 minutes to work on feeding with a bottle and then whatever was left they would push through the tube. So Dakota's biggest hurdle was getting off of his TPN and lipids and eating more by mouth. Now the TPN and lipids were given through his pick line and that is a central access line that provided him all of his nutrition. The TPNs consisted of minerals, vitamins, proteins, water. It's just pretty much 100% of his nutrition, especially since he wasn't eating by mouth and he wasn't able to gain weight off of breast milk. This is where tracking and documenting his behavioral changes really helped because we were making changes in his nutrition to help him gain weight, but we realized he wasn't getting enough calories just off of breast milk alone. So we needed to fortify it. And when we did that, they started fortifying with a kind of expensive formula. But the issue I had with it was that Dakota had been always calm, cool, and collected in the NICU. As soon as they started fortifying with this formula, his mood did a whole entire 360. He was grumpy. He was fussy. He was crying a lot. And even the nursing staff had said to me, hey, something's going on. He seems to be really fussy and he was only happy if I was holding him. And this went on for about a week. So to me, that's telling me one, he wasn't eating the formula very well anyways. He was pretty much refusing to eat his bottles, which we hadn't had that issue with him. He was enjoying eating his bottles. He needed help and he didn't have a lot of the skills he needed, but he still actually enjoyed it. Where once we started fortifying the breast milk with this formula, he refused to eat and so I was not happy with that because of the fact that he was eating before and that was a behavioral change that once we started fortifying he stopped eating he also had changes in his mood and his behavior so documenting that gave me kind of a leg to stand on when it came to talking to the doctors about what was going on with Dakota because you also can't make changes like day after day you have to watch and see what happens And because of how upset he was, I also think that maybe it was messing with his stomach a little bit and wasn't just really agreeing with him. So when they did rounds, I addressed that. I said, we've fortified Dakota's food and now he is 
not happy. Like this is not who Dakota is. So I'm concerned that there's something else going on or he doesn't like this formula. It's not agreeing with him. And I talked to the dietitian. My other concern was that this formula was extremely expensive. I had no clue what was going to happen after we left the hospital because we were not eligible for any government assistance because we were over income. So to me, I couldn't afford a $54 can of formula. And so I just looked at the dietitian. I said, Dakota isn't doing well with this. He's very fussy and it's not really working for him. And it's extremely expensive. I don't know that we can afford it after our stay. Her response to me was, well, you're going to have to do whatever you have to do for your child. My immediate defensive response to her was, don't you think I'm doing that? I'm here every day. And so I was very frustrated because of the fact that I could see Dakota was struggling. And I have to say the team handled this beautifully, but this is one of those crucial conversations where documenting his behavior changes gave me a leg to stand on, as well as it was a learning moment for me to understand to pull my emotions out of the situation. Thankfully, the resident came in and I did tell her I did not want the dietitian on Dakota's care team and she was removed but we did have a good conversation and she did remind me that there are going to be times that I'm going to butt heads with some of the physicians that work with Dakota and that is completely okay but it is important to withdraw any emotions or even express upfront when I am frustrated so that way they're aware of where I'm coming from because everyone's end goal is to do whatever is best for Dakota. Nobody's going to want to hurt him, but being able to express when I'm frustrated can just help a conversation go from confrontational negative to a more positive, how can we work together solution conversation. Because if my emotions are getting the best of me, then I'm not going to be listening to whatever they are telling me. And that is always so important to remember and I have, I've used that in future experiences, but thankfully that moment was handled so professionally. The conversation that we had together is one I will remember forever, and I am so thankful for that conversation. I'm so thankful for that resident. She was absolutely amazing, and we actually saw her on a couple different other hospital stays, and she was super sweet, but having just someone to talk to and express how I was feeling and them to understand and be like, hey, we get it was just helpful and made me feel validated in how I was feeling and I appreciate that more than anything. I have to say in the over 20 hospital stays, endless amount of doctor's appointments, we see 13 different departments within the same hospital. We have only had roughly four incidences that I've got frustrated, but every single one of them have been handled professionally and I have left the hospital completely satisfied with the care that we received. And that is just a good account of, for one, me understanding how to express myself and advocate to the best of my ability for Dakota, as well as the staff having a good understanding of how to handle patients, especially during high stress situations. So I'm extremely thankful that we've had such an amazing team of doctors and has had so many great experiences because I never let the couple of bad experiences impact my thoughts on the hospital that we go to or even during Dakota's NICU stay because when that happened we were halfway through our NICU stay we still had a whole nother month and it's always important to remember that sometimes people just have bad days so once we had that conversation we worked through it 
it was fine. We were able to figure out another means to fortify my breast milk in order for Dakota to eat it and to gain weight off of it and then go back to his happy self. So we figured it out. Yes, there was a little bit of a hiccup and there was a little bit of frustration, but within honestly 24 hours, it was completely resolved and everybody handled that situation so professionally that it pretty much was happened over with. Now let's move on. So from there, we were just trying to get Dakota to gain weight. And that is still something Dakota struggles with. That's just part of his anatomy, part of his intestines and stomach. It's just making sure he's getting enough calories to gain weight. So once he was finally consistently gaining weight, what I was really proud of myself about was that I had built a rapport with the staff there that they knew I was going to be doing everything in my power to helping Dakota gain weight, to helping him grow and develop and do everything I can, as most parents do, to help their child that when it came time, Dakota was consistently gaining a little bit of weight. The team of doctors finally felt comfortable sending him home. It also was nice because they don't really like to keep kids in the hospital due to weight gain. Now, if he had airway issues and stuff like that, we wouldn't be going home. But thankfully, just the weight gain was something we could monitor from home as well as by doing weekly weight checks. So because I built that rapport, they also knew that we lived close and we were going to be coming back and forth to the hospital a lot. They felt comfortable sending Dakota home. So thankfully, after 52 days, we were able to pack everything up and head home with Dakota. So this is where our at-home journey begins with Dakota. And so that's where I want to start next week because I want to share some of the resources and things that I had no clue about until I had Dakota with you guys because not everybody's aware of them like medical waivers and government assistance and things you're eligible for even if you are over income. So I look forward to sharing that with you next week and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for the support and I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast. Thank you.